You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out a free trial of Built for the Stage, go to builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way to seven days of you working one-on-one with me on an online fitness app. You can do it from anywhere in the world. You don't have to live in New York City. You can be in Brazil right now, for instance, and we can be working together. So BuiltForTheStage.com, special thanks to BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. All right, let's get on to our special guest today. Really excited to finally get to meet this person in virtual person, I guess. Uh, Hopefully, I'll get to meet them at their show coming up uh, in September. We're going to get into that in just a second. But please welcome to the podcast, Urban Latin singer, songwriter, and composer, Jay Chris. What's going on, Jay Chris? Hey, sal- saludos a todos. I just came from Puerto Rico. I did a show there, so I'm, I'm practicing my Spanish as I go. Um, yeah. Thanks for the lovely introduction, and I love your love for Brazil. I Yes, I love Brazil. I, I think about moving there sometimes. I think about, I'll just go to Rio with my little laptop and, and have a, a life in Brazil. But then I'd miss all of you here. So I don't, I don't know. I'm torn. Yeah, do no, you, I've, I've it before. Where do you prefer? What do you, what do you like? Do you like living in the States? Do you, do you like Brazil? What, what, what's your preference? You know, if I have a strong Wi-Fi connection and I can do all my work virtually, I think I should just go to Brazil because I got a Brazilian passport. Yeah. And yeah, I got a Brazilian passport, got Brazilian citizenship. I could make it happen. I mean, during the pandemic, I spent a good amount of time in Rio. And that was pretty sweet because uh, I have a lot of family there. And I mean, you can do most of the stuff that you want to do outdoors anyways. Yeah. Is is most of your family from Brazil or do you have family elsewhere? So I got family in Brazil and Peru primarily half Brazilian, half Peruvian. And I also have family in Portugal and Italy and the U.S. Okay. And where did you grow up as a kid? I grew up in suburban Maryland. Okay. 
And how how is that having the Peruvian, Peruvian, the Brazilian culture, but being in just good old Maryland? You know, I have to say that I was fortunate because suburban Maryland, D.C. area is very cosmopolitan. Um, mm. It was very diverse. So in my classroom alone, when I was in elementary school, you know, you, you had at least a couple different languages spoken, um, you know, depending on their, their background, or what they spoke at home and everything. Um, so, I, I mean, I have to say that, it, you know, it's not like a lot of people where it's like, it's you know very hom- homogeneous and, you know, they're only speaking English and it's only white centered and it's only one thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Okay, cool. And music was something like right out of the jump, like growing up, you automatically were drawn to it. Or when did you start wanting to be a singer, produce, things like that? So I started playing at church when I was nine years old. I started playing the piano and I knew that I loved to perform. I knew that right off the bat. You know, hey, y'all, look at what I've been working on. Let me show it off. That type of thing. Um, you know, it started with that really. And then the older I got and the more that I got into classical music and in contemporary music, I started to see, you know, I could be writing my own songs and performing Mm. my own songs. And then when I saw right after Michael Jackson died, uh, I saw a lot of his clips and one that spoke to me the most was his live in Bucharest on his dangerous world tour. And just seeing just how much of a prolific, uh, artist he was and how passionate he was about his craft it made me want to pursue it mm. I was like wow like, I feel like I could really write, sing my own music would you say he was one of the most influential artists in your life or did you have other artists growing up that really impacted you there were others there were others too I mean Stevie Wonder I mean the guy is magic uh, it's like, if it's magic, <laughs> um, you know, he's just like everything, everything. I mean, the guy, the guy doesn't have one bad song. Even his B-sides are like pretty damn good. I'm like, God damn. Like, mm. how do you make such bops? You know, but it, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the love for the music. It's, it's the, the pure love for the music. Yeah. So, okay. So church was influential because you got to play the piano. You got to kind of show off what you're working on. When did you decide, like, I'm going to, I'm not just going to do this as a hobby. Like I'm going to actually go after this dream. Mm. I want to say that started being fermented in the fifth grade because Mm. when I was in the fifth grade, I started getting into musical theater. My mother, she was in, in school at the time. And she took a vocal music class and she had me accompany her on the different songs she was singing. She was like, Chris, I'm singing Far From the Home I Love from Fiddler on the Roof. Why don't you play the piano part while I sing the vocal part? And so I had no idea what that song even was. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, very pretty melody. Learned fan of the opera, Les Mis. And my first Broadway show that I ever saw was Les Mis. That was about fifth, sixth grade. And getting into all these musicals, and I was like, wow, like just how moving it can be. So musical theater was also a big part of my life and what made me realize that I wanted to do something in that avenue. Yeah. 
And then what? You rolled out the red carpet and it was easy as that. What kind of trials or ups and downs? What was the road to getting to where you're at? Like I'm looking at your your YouTube channel, your Spotify, like it's all very well built out. You have a great following. Uh, I'm looking at Caliente right now. Like, was it easy or what were, I, I love to like talk about the ups and downs a bit because I like to relate them to either a pursuit of fitness or a life in the career of a performing artist. What, what was that like for you? It was an experience overall that made me constantly consider why I was doing what I do. There were Ooh. obstacles that had to do with finance, that had to do with the right fit with personnel, collaborations, if you will, and niche-oriented things like what niche am I? What market do I fulfill? What do I have the greatest chance of success in? Uh, because I do many things. Um, and one of the, the challenging things for me was that, yeah, I recognize, although I did recognize that I had a talent for music, I wanted to get deeper into why I was doing what I do and also what would be the best thing that I could, that I could sell myself in. And one of the reasons why I became an urban Latin artist is because I love the cities, especially the cities in Latin America. They've always moved me. I'm from the suburbs originally, but uh, I feel like I write what I know because my family is from the cities, big cities, mm. if you, like bigger than New York cities. <laughs> and, um, and so that, that was inspiration for me. And I'm a first generation uh, Latino. Uh, the first person in my family to be born in the United States. So that was a big story to tell. And that was a big struggle. That's one of the big struggles that I had coming up. It's it's finding myself in this Americanized setting. Because although I am American, I, I did have a different background. I uh, My parents were divorced early on uh, when I was five years old. So that was already a big obstacle there for me emotionally. And then having to pair that with um, finding myself in this world, not only as a Latino who liked musical theater and everything, but who was also a closeted gay person. You know, so it, 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 it did make me stick out a lot and it made me feel a lot more vulnerable. So it made me feel like, okay, do I have to fit in or do I have to just tell my own story? And I just chose to tell my own story and I'm, and I'm perfecting that each day. Yeah, I love to zoom in on on the niche a little bit more. I feel like the the more as a society we expand technologically, the more voices are coming at us, the more people are around us, the more artists, the more businesses, the more this and that. So it's all the more important to really like dial in who are you speaking to or who do you represent and um, so I guess, is that how you just pretty much went about to choose it? it? Choose your niche was that your upbringing as a first generation Latino and someone that was of the gay community and someone that had this passion to have themselves represented. Was it kind of a no brainer as far as picking that lane, if you will? 
Like, was there ever a uh, other route that you were considering not doing Latin urban music going, you know, doing something different? Absolutely. I was actually a um, more classic pop indie artist before I was an urban Latin artist as Jay Chris. I used to go under the name Chris Arquiaga. It was starting from scratch. It was, let me just write songs. I'm going to write songs that are all over the place. I don't care about sound. I don't care about, you know, uh, appealing to a, a particular market, a particular sect. I just wanted to write. And I wanted mm -hmm. to write songs that made me feel good and that songs that um, you know, that genuinely came out of me. However, I just figured that I had some growing to do because when I started as an indie artist, I was still not out of the closet. I was still finding myself culturally. I was still perfecting my Spanish. I was still perfecting my Portuguese. I felt like I was developing as a person. So it was not a no brainer. It was like I, I was doing a lot more R&B. I was doing a lot more pop. And it was still more Americanized. Um, in the sense that, you know, everything was mostly in English that I wrote. And it kind of catered to an um, older white audience, which is not a bad thing at all. But at, at the same time, it's like you also have to find what it is you really want to say. Do you yeah. want to simply cater to the majority or simply cater to the crowd that has money just because of that? Or do you want to tell a story and really represent a community that is more marginalized, that is more underrepresented in the media. And I chose that, that latter path that I just mentioned, because I felt that before. And you, it takes you a while to realize like, whoa, I have felt that before. I mean, um, you know, the fact that now we're seeing theater that is actually representing minority cultures, um, Latino culture, the, the black population, et cetera, et cetera. It's very comforting to know that, you know, theater has become more of this big, more welcoming space over the time. Sure. I, I just saw a, um, a, a show at the Kennedy Center by um, Elizabeth Acevedo. And it was so moving because um, they were talking about divorce but not in the negative connotation, like, you know, with different families and, you know, the step, stepfather, stepmother, stepbrother, stepsister, but in the positive sense, you know? And so I was like, wow, like all my life I've heard divorce so stigmatized and now it's being, you know, shed to light as something that's so much a part of life. So. Yeah, in indeed it is. Uh, would you say that because you just got started and you were doing more classical pop and other genres and just writing, would you say that that helped you to get where you're at? Because I'm bringing up the question because I think so oftentimes people hesitate to start because they want to know exactly where they're going, who they are you know, what their ultimate path is going to be. And then they end up just not doing anything. Like what, what was that for you where you were just brave enough to just, just, just start, just be where you're at and do what is on your heart and mind to put down on paper. For me, it was showing up. You just show up and you just say, okay, I am going to toughen up, get some tough skin 
and just go out into the arena, just put my songs out there online and perform them in person. I'm going to know if the crowd likes it or not. I think, you know, we develop this perception over time when we're performing. We can tell when it slaps and when it doesn't slap. Um, And so for me, I just say, get started. Just do it. You will find it. Even if you don't have a manager, I didn't have a manager. Even if you don't have an agent, I didn't have an agent. If you don't have money, I didn't have money. So (laughs) you find ways to do it. There are ways around this. There's a reason why the underdog just with their willpower and their strength, they'll just shoot right up to the top. Why is that? It's because of the resilience. That's all it is. Yeah. What was your uh, rise to the top moment? What was one of like the big breaks that really turned the corner for you in your career? Mm. For me, I think it was when... Uh, there's a few moments and they happened in different ways. One of them was when I became an artist in residence at Strathmore in Maryland. Uh, this is when I was, uh, based, uh, in DC and, you know, really just starting up as an artist. Um, when I started there, I mean, I just saw my work being appreciated and publicized in a way that I hadn't been before because I didn't have the marketing team, uh, that I'd wanted. But just to have their marketing team, just to have their uh, list of advisors and people who could nurture you in your career, that really was helpful to me in building me as an artist. Another moment, uh, I have to say, was when I, um, gee, when I performed at the White House for the Obamas. Uh, that was a, a very special moment uh, for me. Another moment is when I got to record with a, refa- with a famous Brazilian artist. Uh, Naldo Benny and make a music video with him. Uh, that was, that was pretty special. Um, so yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Just because of my my love for Brazil, I'd love to hear more about that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a, a project that I got a grant for and I knew I wanted to make something in Brazil. I knew that I wanted to go back to my roots and make something special there. I, w- I wanted to record with a famous person in Brazil. I want to record with an influencer type person, someone who was already established in the country and just had that herb, natural urban style. And my producer for the video actually had a contact and he had him as a direct contact actually. And he said, I can hit him up and see if he's interested. He was certainly interested and he, he did it for us. And that was a big... That was a big thing. And I loved uh, just bringing all those people together. And just That was such a big project. Uh, so many people were involved and so many hands were, were involved in that. Yeah. How did it impact you afterwards? You know, once you get to experience something like that, your uh, mind expands, if you will, as far as the potential ahead of you. Um, did it did it make you more brave per se? Absolutely. <clears throat> it made me more brave. It made me more aware of things in my craft, in my business. It made me more knowledgeable. I was able to get just more access and more visibility um, to people that way through that project and through projects like that. I mean, thinking about when I did, um, 
Macarena with my producer. He was my new producer at the time, Johnny Tech Audio. He was the one who updated my sound to become J. Chris. And um, he's a Dominican guy with so much style in his music and so much flavor that um, when I first heard him, I said, I got to work with this guy. And so ever, ever since then, we've been working together nonstop, essentially. Hmm. What, what kind of advice would you give to a young artist, a young vocalist or musician that was in your shoes in the beginning and just kind of, they, they don't have the agent like you didn't have, they don't have the manager or a producing team. Is it just like you, is it like you did just start pounding the pavement in some way, just get started? Or now that you reflect back, would you, do you have any advice to streamline the, the process? Well, number one, it is a process. So I'll just let them know that and just get on that horse. Just ride it, ride it. Trust the process and have fun with it. And uh, don't be afraid what others think of you. Do not try to please others around you. Get out, see the world, expand your horizons. And just know that you being yourself and your best self is going to inspire people. And that's going to catch on. I mean, I just had someone... Uh, who I do not know, someone from Colombia, um, who wrote me a message on Instagram that I thought was pretty sincere and pretty moving. I mean, she said, I want to thank you I mean, for what you do. It's been great seeing you in your journey. You came out of the closet. You changed your sound. You you know, you just did the damn thing. And I, I want to tell my son about you and how it's okay to be yourself. You know, the fact that someone wants to use you as an example for their young child is incredible in its own sense. So don't let that opportunity pass you by. Be a good example. That's above yeah. all. I think that's above all everything. You know? Well, what was your journey with with coming out, with being ready to just uh, be unapologetically you, as as we say? I'd like to say it was two things, uh, two things that were catalysts. It was, of course, a process that was organically just happening. But one was the theater community. And I'm not saying that because I'm on this show. I'm saying that because it was actually the theater community. Um, when I was uh, working a lot at Signature Theater in D.C., I was seeing all these shows that were just so good, so moving and so colorful and vibrant. I was seeing children in drag, which I don't think I'd ever seen. You know, it's like, wow. I was seeing um, a lot of gay relationships being uh, normalized on the stage. And I'm like, wow, that's something you just unfortunately don't see as much as you should. Now it has become a bit more visible. So the theater community and seeing their liberation, I love that. And second was my first boyfriend. Mm. Um, he inspired me to come out publicly. Okay. Um, yeah. Someone, yeah, yeah. Having someone by your side experiencing what you're experiencing is, is always a, I'll just say it's good to have that support of feeling like 
no matter what happens, this, this person is, is with you in that. So that's cool that you had, I'm sure they're very special even now to you, uh, in your journey. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So taking a turn to September 18th, you will be performing at 54 below with your show Latin music night. Um, with a bunch of guests from the Broadway world, the TV world. Tell us a little bit about that and, yeah, what we have to look forward to. Like I said, I will be in the city, so I love me some Latin vibes. So I hope to be there. Tell us a little bit about the show. Absolutely. Um, It's going to be a show where we're going to be celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month and we're just going to bring our repertoire. We're just going to bring what Latin music means to each of us. You know, are you singing in Spanish, Portuguese? Are you singing a nice reggaeton? Are you singing salsa? Are you singing musical theater? Lin-Manuel, yeah. whatever it may be. I want them to bring, each artist, I've told them, I want you to bring you to the table, your most authentic self. And so that's where we're just going to have a lot of fun. And this time around, this is the second time I'm doing this at 54 Below. And this time around, I wanted to get even more diverse. I wanted to include rappers. I wanted to include... Um, uh, people who sing uh, traditional Spanish genres, contemporary Spanish genres. So I'm I'm just thrilled. What do you know? What you'll be singing? Do you know what you, you've chosen yet for for your pieces to to do? Yeah, I'm uh, curating my own set list. I am still like on the fence between some songs. I'm still in that phase, but pretty soon uh-huh. I'll be finalizing. Um, it's going to be mostly my urban Latin originals. And um, probably one Chris Urquiaga song. And uh, there's going to be a little surprise um, at the end. Oh, we're going oh. to do a song that rhymes with Juno. Um, I think you can figure out maybe what that song is. Juno. You know. But right, we'll leave it at that. Yep, exactly. I am in Miami right now. So the Latin vibe Ooh. is heavily among us um i need to get into spanish classes immediately um but i have <laughs> i listen so i've i've been listening in the past year or so to latin music more than i have in my entire life and i love it i feel like uh, 54 below is gonna have to clear out the tables and chairs because it's hard not to want to dance like dancing is tied heavily to the music like there is no just staying in your seat a lot of the times when you're listening to latin music you're right about that it's you better get up and move (laughs) you better get up and move uh we're gonna have all this in the description of our episode with you but where would you want to direct our listeners first on getting to know you your instagram your youtube on spotify where should we check out Jay Chris and all of your material first? I'm thinking my Instagram. My Instagram because I got both my fitness and my music stuff on there. So, yeah, Instagram, um, it'll be jchris underscore music. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, everyone. Everyone that's listening will have the Instagram in there, the YouTube, the link to the Spotify, so you can check out all of Jay Chris's music. Uh, Jay Chris, thanks so much for being on the episode today. Can't wait for September 18th. Uh, I'm going to be helping uh, push. I'm going to be helping to push aside the tables and chairs when things get a little too lit in there. I can't wait. 
<laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you so much for reaching out to me. It really means a lot that you would uh, find uh, inspiration in my fitness journey. Yeah, I, I certainly did. Uh, everyone listening, Jay Chris here. You can check out his Instagram, uh, like he just said, Jay Chris underscore music. You can check out the website, jchrisofficial.com. That'll all be in the description of the episode. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. All right, everyone. Actors or athletes, train like one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.